0: the dad bod rap pod with your hosts damon carter david ma and nate leblanc
1: dad bod rap pod nate what episode is this 164 episode 164 you just heard from our uh, amazing producer, Nate, where his half of his job is just keeping the numbers straight of uh, what episode we are on. Thank you, Nate. My name is Damone Carter, AKA Dub One, uh, one of the three-man wrecking crew known as the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Also with us in Zoom is Mr. David Ma. How's it going?
2: Hey, you guys. It's good to see you guys again. Um... And I am also in agreement. We're on episode 164.
1: (laughs) Then so moved. Uh, uh, All in favor. Uh, Good good to be with you too, man. Uh, Nate, you are joining us from the new pad. Undisclosed location, but new disclosed for you. How's that going?
3: Going well. Thank you for asking. Someday we will record the future shows in this room. Yeah. I have about... 3,000 records I need to put away before we can make that happen and I could put a table in here but uh, yeah, a, tri- a trip to Ikea is forthcoming and moving Okay, start. but you know, it's it's good I'm good uh, my back is starting to untighten and uh, the two dudes who helped me move will hate me for life <laughs> Okay, okay you, you had friends? Was this uh, a, a friend we, haul? We, we paid professionals Smart, because you're an adult First time you in my it. life that I had the means to pay professionals. It doesn't mean they were any happier about it. They were like, what "Yeah, the, what is in these boxes?" Uh, like, <laughs> my, my most prized possessions. Be very careful with them.
1: <laughs> Do you think they were they were angry because you gave them uh, two little Caesars boxes at the end?
0: <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> Do you think
3: maybe they're expecting a little more than that? You know, it's funny. Um, we we went and bought the dude's waters like once we got to the new location so like i'm like all right we're broing down and then at the end right. there's like everything is venmo now and we didn't have venmo so there was like this big rush to download and set up venmo while they're standing there and like and then he's Ooh. like and the tip like it was just like straight forward like wow and oh, we wow. had gotten cash and we were ready for it but we were just flustered so it's like, it's a very stressful yeah. process, this moving. So it was just funny. I was like, okay, I see how it is. Like, wow. Yeah. There it is. There's no like ceremony about this. It's totally fine. Uh-uh. It's just like, I was like, whoa, that was straightforward. Man. He's like, look, I didn't get off a of work release to do this for, uh, for no tip, buddy. So that's like optional, dog. Man. Yeah. Right. It's Fuck. like, I don't go through life as if tipping is optional, but I feel like the social compact is that we all pretend it is no totally totally yeah
2: very much a believer in tipping Tipping correctly exactly but but also don't like fucking attitude
3: right like tipping decorum still right
2: right right even though we
3: all know i'm doing this yeah Yeah. i mean i'm gonna tip an
2: asshole bartender nonetheless but (laughs) yeah
3: yes just slightly less and be mad about it totally Pretty much,
1: man. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're in your new digs. Uh, it's kind of good to see, um, you know, the record room vibes. I know this has been a, a, a lifelong journey for you to, uh, it's, it's funny. to land in uh, your own record room. Just
3: not to like make the whole show about me moving, but like one thing that has really been a pain about moving is like we have a lot of art that we've collected from mostly from our friends, not all from our friends. I have no idea how to store it or where to put it. So for like three weeks, I've just been picking up piles of posters and moving them, moving them and from one like place to vacuuming another vacuuming <laughs> them to get the dust off. Cause they were under the bed. And now I have this new room I get to decorate, right? Like it's not my wife's sensibility. It'll be my sensibility. Nice. So I have all these posters and prints and all this stuff that I've been wanting to put up and, and, I'm gonna cover basically every available inch of wall with records. I'm about to say that's gonna be most of your wall space there. Yeah, I'm yeah. Put like I'm gonna I'm gonna get to put up like one poster after all of this, like after weeks of prepping, getting stuff framed, <laughs> keeping it nice. It's it's just hilarious the way life works out. But it has been an interesting time to remember, like all the like little promo stuff I got and like stuff I've collected yeah. over the years that like is kind of you know my collection or whatever but anyway i've just been thinking a lot about art and archiving art and like how bad i've been at it like but i can't throw it away like i cannot get rid of something someone drew for me like i it's not fundamentally in my makeup to recycle a drawing someone made for me in like high school you know what i mean yeah okay 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 i can't do it
1: so uh, you just got to sell it, like all of Basquiat's friends did. You just got to sell it on the black market. Um, we, we look forward to recording sessions in uh, Nate's Bro Cave sooner than later. Um, hopefully everybody out there is doing well, is on the road to uh, being vaccinated. And getting ready for the summer, guys, I have a prediction right now. I'm calling it. White boy summer. It, <laughs> I'm like, what summer wasn't a white boy summer? Exactly. Since like
3: 1652.
1: Exactly. Exactly. like Isn't that every um, summer? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, I I'm predicting the summer is is the roaring twenties are back. Oh, this yeah. is going to be a deba- a debauchery summer. Um, I've already got my head started on it. I like to get wound up in the spring. Uh, but it's going to be really interesting when uh, folks are vaccinated back out on the streets, released, if you will. Um, speaking of releases, though, nice. it's 2021 and we are, uh, <laughs> we are done with quarter one of 2021. And there's been some interesting rap releases uh, in this first part of this year. I feel like every year we always feel like it gets off to a slow start. Um, And I think that may have something to do with the glut of releases that come out at the end of a given year uh, that make it seem like by January, February, we're like, oh, where's the rap records? Um, But this quarter has given us some really interesting releases. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, a slate of them. And then later in the episode, we are going to consult the Dead, Bod, Rap, Bod uh, Twitter timeline for, for their thoughts on the dopest releases of Q1. Uh, Nate, let, let's start with you, bro. Um, aside from Haram, which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, what are some of the other releases that have been uh, moving the needle for you yeah. early 2021? Um,
3: so the year got off to a good start for uh, those of us who are Rap Ferreira fans. On the first, he released Bob's Son, which is a uh, album-length tribute to the... Life and poetry of uh, Bob Kaufman. Um, so, Dad, Bob, listeners will remember that I sat down with Rory a couple. It's like two years ago now, and at yeah. that time he was in the process of recording Bob's son, and we had this little thing because he's like, you know, we had we had just met that day, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm recording my new shit. It's called Bob's son, and I'm like, oh, my dad's name is Bob. <laughs> He was like, oh shit, you're the real Bob's son. And we had this funny thing about it. And then at the end of the thing, uh, Eldon Summers, his DJ on that tour, gave me a book of Robert Kaufman's poetry, and I read one of the poems at the end of the episode. Right. So, like, that's right. Obviously, I'm pretty into this record, right? Like, it's like I yeah. heard all about it. Read all the poetry, got all hip on who Bob Kaufman was, well ahead of when it came out. So, I have been have been listening to Bob's son, listened to it a lot at the beginning of the year, and it was kind of like the first and only record that came out at that yeah. very beginning of the year, as you said. Yep. Um, so some other things that I've been really into um, I sent you guys this record Luca, When the Black Hand Touches You, um, Luca was mm. a new Artist to me that was recommended by um, Dan of Free Music Empire And I appreciated that suggestion um, The DJ Muggs and Rome Streets Album, Death and the Magician Gabe, Gabe Nandez Ox record um, mm. Which I know mm. I know Dave is into as well uh, Mad Libs record obviously is like yes. you know a stunner and like like an album of the year contender I would say and then um, uh, this week's guest Nappy Nina and Jay Word's record I think is really good and then my last one on my list um, which I think I sent one of the songs today but I don't know if I've shared it with you Damone but I'm like really into this rapper named Young Morpheus and he mm-hmm. has a new record um, with Iwani I, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, uh, my bad if it's not quite correct. I've, I don't think I've ever heard it said out loud. Uh, it's called Thumbing Through Foliage and th- that's a really good record. Okay. i to that a ton.
1: Okay. Dave, any, uh, anything you would, you would add to that in terms of uh, uh, <clears throat> releases well, you've been bumping this year?
2: Uh, Nate pretty much grabbed my list. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, actually uh, I've been really into this um, Secret Surprise Kendrick EP. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding everyone. Uh, <laughs> Don't do that, <laughs> it's I was like, like a, word? It's like a Kendrick Alchemist record, dude, you have to check yeah. out. stop, uh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> um, you know what, um, I'm gonna echo most of Nate's sentiments, but you know, I really am into Gandhi Loves Children, a recent, uh, those cats were recently guests of ours, mm. um, Fat Boy Sharif and, and Roper. Um, I find myself returning to that album quite a bit, so that was a very pleasant surprise this year. Um, Nate mentioned Gabe Nandez, really into Ox. Uh, Shout out to Cal Recordings. Um, The Mad Lib Fortet record, really into that. Bought a couple copies. Um, I feel like that was exactly how it was on paper. And it it delivered the goods, you know. Um, Shout out to uh, Pharoah Monch on the record 13. Uh, We talked a little bit about that. I'm not into the production at all. But if you want to see like, or if you want to listen to high level rapping still by, by someone who's been doing it for 30 years um i would suggest that i mean mm-hmm. like, like a couple tracks came on and i was like I'm, I'm still not into this song but this rapping is fucking incredible and you know Just, uh, Faro,
0: this uh pharaoh um yeah. you know
2: will we'll always have that ability so i'm i was really glad to see that that stayed intact and um he was a recent guest as well i forgot which episode but feel free to check that out i thought that was a great interview Um, Shout out to Nappy Nina and Jay Words, um, upcoming guests, and uh, their Double Down album I was really into as well. There's a few other ones I really wanted to peep that I haven't checked out. I don't know if you guys have had the chance to, but there's a Devin the Dude record and a new Killer Priest record. Did you guys check those out? Another new Killer (laughs) Priest record? Yeah, I was about to say a new new
3: Killer Priest. Okay. God, yeah. Man, I'm like uh, having yeah. trouble keeping up. I love. it At the end of last year, me too, dude. Um, me too, Dave. I feel like last week we were talking about this. It's that um that dope game, stupid record by Bruiser Wolf. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's a good record. Yeah, I think, totally. I think everybody should dig into that a little bit. It's like very sugar free ish. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hilarious. It's just a fun record. I was just right. talking to uh, the homie Max Bell about this. Like, I didn't realize how much I wanted to listen to a fun, low stakes. Yes record where it's like just like mm. some, it's like some slick talk right it's not totally, too. Okay. it's not about issues
0: yeah we're, we're, <laughs> we're
3: not
2: we're not gonna dissect the the layered production either but it's yeah. just fun as fuck dude yeah. yeah um i know nothing about him so i mean listeners feel free to like uh shoot shoot over some information
3: but yeah, yeah. really I into that he's record. down with the uh, bruiser brigade which is okay Danny brown's crew
2: oh okay okay yeah um did that navy blue record come out this year song that was this year yeah that, that oh, okay. was my but question inside, like at the beginning okay. um really into that too man i think nate actually uh shared that on the on our little uh thread and um shout out to that too that navy blue record is really good and,
3: that is really you
2: know good. it's something that you know i've listened like twice when it came out and probably like 10 times since so um it has a lot of replay value
3: that's a lot these days <laughs>
2: totally totally well it's not the longest album but yeah i hear you yeah Um, What about you, Jamal?
0: Yeah,
1: um, I echo a lot of uh, some of the albums that have been mentioned. Um, Definitely Bob Sun, uh, I've been listening to. More so now, it didn't quite catch me um, when it first came out. I think the Purple Moonlight Pages award tour uh, (laughs) kind of overshadowed my listening experience initially uh, because Bob Sun is not, uh, Purple Moonlight Pages. Um, it's a different record, and it's a it's a really good record. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: nice now having some time and some distance to kind of uh, digest it, uh, very much in and to Bob Kaufman and just kind of poetry in general. Mm. Um, and so I, I, that record definitely grew on me. Um, the one record I know you guys had a chance to talk about it uh, when I was away last week. Um, still buzzing about. Armin Hammer's Haram, Um, obviously a a genius flipping record. Um, And I was thinking as I was kind of, uh, you know, trying to find time to listen to it uh, during my vacation. It's not, it ain't the best vacation music. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we'll just say that. Uh, it's not the best light
1: You know what I mean? Um, so I, I was, I was uh, in Joshua Tree trying to find like, oh, when's the right, right time for me to kind of sneak off and, and listen to this. But, um, you know, obviously, like most of uh, people in our universe, um, you know, draw on the floor uh, the, the collaboration, which I believe it's a Lucid or maybe it's Billy Woods, says in there uh Armin Hab, Armin Hab Armin Hammer Hagler and Hearns. Uh yes. going back to my boxing analogy yes. from the week prior. So I felt vindicated by that. Like, um, there he is. Yeah. I was like, oh yes. But I feel like the the combination of of Alchemist uh the world he creates sonically, which is like this brilliantly really hard and eerie thing that's just understated somehow. Right. Um you know, the beat starts and you're not sure if it started and you're not sure when it stops. And it's just this really ethereal um, kind of experience that I was interested to see how that would work with the kind of Arm & Hammer staccato, you know, yeah. sometimes yeah. Billy Woods especially like is stomping over a beat right. and, and right. trying to see like how how those two things would align. Um, but I, I just, I thought it was just. Perfect. I mean, it 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 was built, you know, highly on paper, and I think it delivers the goods. Um, it's not, with the exception of Stone Fruit, not accessible. There was no. I was curious to see if there was going to be kind of a a little uh, nod to accessibility, given who Alchemist is and the potential reach of this record. And uh, but no, Arm Hammer came with what they come with, um, and so. Uh, for those reasons and a plethora of others, um, I think early Album of the Year, uh, Contender, I think it's going to be really hard to, to knock them out of this slot. And really just made me be in awe of their entire run. Um, if you think about, um, you know, I'll, I'll go back to when they first came on my radar. It was like 2017. Um, they've, they've had five years of incredible releases as a group, as individuals, different projects the the arm and hammer cinematic universe is very deep and very rich and it came together um in a relatively short period of time so i'm sure we'll be talking about this record a lot more but um yeah yeah i couldn't couldn't be more thrilled with it nate leblanc
3: this is a like very nerdy thing but and i'm kind of proposing it more to or to the audience just as much as you guys but i'm having a filing conundrum with Arm and Hammer, Lucid, <laughs> and Woods, like by I want I kind of want all their records together because they're Arm and Hammer, right? Right. And by record right. store logic, you would file or I would file Billy Woods in the B's because it's not his real name. Mm. So it's okay. like it's his handle, right? But then you okay. don't really use the Billy. It's Woods. So Woods. <laughs> walk over to the W's <laughs> when I look for a Woods record, or should I just put it all in the A R? arm and hammer and just have it all together there
2: i I think i think
3: for this one it's got to be
2: it's got to be a because of the ar and also alchemist
3: oh that's a good one one? so it's a double a you know yes um and then so you know i'm getting a, a nice little section going with the arm and hammer stuff some of the wood stuff some of the lucid stuff and it's like I'm just like I'm confused of what I should do. It's like it's not like I'm gonna be DJing anytime soon and need to go grab, <laughs> you know everything from all these different sections. Don't, so it's really true. just what I want, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, Nate's Dewey Decimal system,
3: uh, there it has, has to, to be have logic, otherwise it it's does chaos. Right. I actually th- well, this that's... is probably the, because of the first time I moved in ten years, I considered ungenrifying and just getting all new shelving and just doing everything alphabetical oh like Mm -hmm. like from like a leah to zz top with no genres (laughs) just everything
2: yeah in a
3: row but i don't think i can do it it's a
2: good way of doing it
3: though yeah i don't know isn't it i I want one of those big walls with like the ladder thing that like that's that's chips
2: I, I need to get the house first. For yes. Uh, <laughs> a little bit um, ahead of myself. You know, while we're on topic of uh, this year's releases, I want to touch quickly on um, the Yad Fahim album. I feel like not a lot of people have talked about it, but I've listened to it about three times now. I um, I listened to it quite a bit after I uh, spoke to Droog uh, a few year, uh, a few months back. But um, I think that album's a little slept on.
1: Um, there's okay, a- okay. This is the Wolf of Wall Street album. <laughs>
2: This is it's the basketball one. It's the yeah. one where like the covers is the is the basketball stuff and they did uh, two okay. records, right? I'm sorry? I think they did two records. Yeah, they did two yeah. records. Yeah, and, okay. And, there's the
1: Wolf of Wall Street one and then um uh, This oh, is the I'll, one that's afterwards. That. And um, okay. yeah, it's okay.
2: good man. It's 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 kind of like Droog having fun. He produced most of it. And it's sort of the album that made me, like, get Fahim, I think. Um, There's a couple beat switch-ups that are fucking gorgeous. And his voice kind of sounds like it's yearning on this album. Hmm. So, anyways, I've been super into it, so I think that's something. Nice.
3: Can I share a theory? Okay. I think. Please. I think Droog and his, like, social media trolling has made people a lot less into his music. I agree. I agree. It's
2: hard to be into someone's music if you think they're a fucking piece of shit
3: right, you know what I mean? right. like
2: uh like sort of in the same way like i mean I, i've talked about this earlier and i don't really care to bring it up but like i mean when i interviewed him the the final the the final article that everybody sees hopefully it's clean and respectful and all that but the actual interview wasn't one of my favorites that i conducted through the years you know what yeah, i mean i and, do and that happens with this show too like we'll, we'll walk away with an artist that we're not super into but they were fucking amazing and just enthralling so then when you re-listen to their work it gives you a different perspective so um yeah so Mm. shout shout out the Yad Fahim though
3: yeah okay okay just another kind of theory about why I think these are kind of underheard and they are they're underheard by me like I listened to the Wolf of Wall Street one once and I was like oh this is cool and like I I think Drogue's raps are amazing like I love listening Mm -hmm. to him rap he's probably one of my favorite people putting together and releasing raps right now but Fahim I've never fully got Same. on board so it's kind of like if you take those two things of like ah oh, he has like a weird dickish social media stance <laughs> and then you have Fahim who's like kind of your your least favorite guy in the in the new movement right and it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. his his raps can be um ponderous it's, you're kind of like what, what was that verse about <laughs> after you get through it right and he's got an, a weird vocal tone and yeah um, sure um y- you know he's he has a lot of projects too it's like what is he's probably on his like 18th or 19th totally, record in the last so couple weird, years of totally. starting to keep up so anyway i'm just kind of positing that i think people might be like like me i'm like oh didn't they do two records i don't think i listened to the second one like right, I listen right. to it no like, no which is uh records, i'm like will i you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Well, it's uh, a, it's a,
1: it's called the Yad Fahim. Uh, so bonus points for clever titles. Um, <laughs> I, I do, I do feel like um, Droog in his social media persona, um, it's not just dickishness because I think you could pin that on a bunch of different rappers. Um, it's, it's. I think it's just his assertion that um, he is a big self-promoter. That he is one of the best. Um, doing it right now. And I feel like that with the snarkiness really turns people off. Like I, it's one thing if other people say that you're, you're the best doing it. um, But he does have kind of this persona of like, um, you know, he was calling out black thought two album cycles ago uh, and things like that. So it's kind of like, it makes it hard to root for him. But at the same time, um, I I did feel that uh, the, the dump God album was fucking amazing one of those things that came out too late in 2020 to probably be properly mm-hmm. rated. Um, Fahim, I, I like him. I think he's a great change of pace guy. I, I love, you know, uh, tracks with, with him, uh, Makami and Drew, because he just has this different kind of tone of voice. And there's like an energy. He's what I call a moxie guy. Yeah. He's got moxie. He's not doing it with like razzle dazzle so much. He's just got like an energy and a punchiness right, to him
0: right. that makes tactician. it interesting. Mm-mm.
1: He's just kind of energy guy. He's yeah, hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I've enjoyed some of this stuff, uh, but I haven't checked out this record. You so I, I will. There, there,
2: there's some really good moments. Lots of cool beat switch-ups, uh, and and they play with that. So I, they, I, it came off well.
1: There it is. And when Dave tells you he didn't like the interview, but still listens to the artist, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> you know
1: that that's a good record. Um, um, so yeah, it it's it's been it's been an interesting briefly.
3: quarter last week but i was wondering if demone you had heard or if dave you had further thoughts on the uh, mugs and uh flea lord record rammel z did anybody
2: i i listened to it but just one sitting um and i, I sort of took to heart everything you said i you know fucking mugs still makes the grimiest fucking best shit i know um and i thought rome came off really well um it certainly didn't blow me away or or anything but um it is a release that I'm going to go back and check. And yeah. again, dude, fucking mugs, dude, mugs and alchemists. Like these motherfuckers are working with like Eternal. The, the biggest dudes and the most fucking grimy dudes and sewers. It's, totally. it's the
3: best, dude. I really, really liked the Rome Streets record. And I've only listened to uh, the Flea Lord record, Rammel Z once. Okay. I, I love Rammel Z. And the, the, toward the end, like they did, they do pay proper homage to the to okay, I was, I was gonna ask: is yeah. it is
1: it uh, an homage? Okay,
3: yeah, they, they do bring too, it but... in like late in the project, and it's a short project. But I was like, you know, I'm already texting you guys like halfway through, like they're not talking about Ramelzy. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> would care about
2: that. Yeah,
3: he's one of our like creative heroes. So I'm yeah. like, you're yeah. gonna name an
2: album after him, like, totally. what's the connective tissue here? Right, you know?
3: and it really made me think of the uh, the blue and Spanish ran records, where it's like, yeah, are they gonna talk about Doom? Like, right, right. Are they, are they gonna like? spit over arrow or soon or like give me something <laughs> yeah give me something right. and we we talked about it quite a bit when we were talking about those records and i was just and i think i came down on the side of it doesn't matter like you don't have to make it a straight homage like you can just do the cover but then i i kind of yeah. ended like talked myself out of that and ended up on the <laughs> other side of it where i'm like especially mugs and like mugs being a creative descendant of Z makes a lot of sense flea lord not as much, and so I was wondering, like, where it would come in. You know what I mean? It's like, it, I don't know. It's yeah. like an interesting record. You guys should listen to it. We can talk about it more.
1: It's uh awesome. yeah, I haven't haven't heard that one yet. Um, not gonna lie, I have flea lord issues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's some
2: it's just, it, yeah, it's yeah, it's
1: it's 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 a tough vocal register for me. Um, I did listen to the the Rome Street Mugs record, um, and I wasn't. Super uh, up on Rome streets before that, but definitely you know very serviceable. I think Mugs, um, like Alchemist, has uh, zeroed in on what the Nouveau Boom Bap thing is and how it works, like the mechanics of it. It, it seems like he, I mean, probably because he invented, you know, a lot of the original Boom Bap shit that we like. Um, but I, I think that both he and Muggs have zeroed in on what makes a, a really good contemporary underground rap record. And what I love is that they're just going for it. You know, um, the Muggs working with Arm & Hammer, um, or I'm sorry, uh, Alchemist working with Arm & Hammer, Mugs working with a guy like Rome Streets, which, you know, you could say that Muggs is, I don't wanna say beyond, but he's definitely reaching back uh, for voices uh, to bring forward. So um, definitely a lot, of, a lot of dope music and we're only one quarter into 2021 uh as we kind of round off this segment here we're getting closer and closer to the time when people will be able to maybe actually tour and like do real real album cycles if you were if you were an artist a label head somebody with the power to release music do you hold this next quarter just to see like what's gonna happen like I, I was talking about this with my son. Like this, are are you better served kind of waiting for another three months to see what happens? Chug uh, LeBlanc, what are what are your thoughts?
3: I don't know the answer to your question, but I do know that Benny just announced a major national tour for November, and I was very intrigued. He's got a San Francisco show right near my birthday, Uh-oh. and do I was we, like, "Do we dare?"
1: hmm get your pyrex ready yeah let's let's do
3: it yeah um so that's interesting i i don't know that you have to hold the album in order to tour because i think the rule book has been completely rewritten like you Mm. can tour off the shit you put out all during the pandemic people are going to want to go out so bad they don't have to have a new record to respond to is now that i'm thinking about it a little bit yeah 100
1: percent. Yeah. Dave, that's 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 your thought. You're buying your Benny tickets now? We're going <laughs> fall fall twenty twenty one, we're we're out the house, we're we're in venues again.
2: I think so. I think people
1: are just fucking dying
2: that dying to go out. And like if you were already like on the edge of going to a Benny concert, I think you know, now you're gonna go. So I yeah. I, I mean us included, us included, like fuck. Is is there an age limit like maximum? <laughs>
1: i don't think for a benny show i think with if you're within 10 years of, of my age we, we we can pull up wherever right benny's benny's an elder statesman let's be real that's true uh yeah, yeah. okay we'll from okay. uh
3: n95s to bandanas one night only <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, right.
1: <laughs> that's right um so you know exciting times on the way but uh for now keep your mask over your nose punk Yep. Uh, get your vaccinations and keep listening to the dead Bob rap pod. Dad bod, rat pod. It is us, the three bros. We do a podcast every Thursday. You probably know that by now because you're rocking with this. But what you may not know is that we are doing a special promotion with a new app called Stereo. Stereo allows you to have conversations with people from around the world, Um, but they do it in a really interesting way. You go on, you create a little avatar so nobody actually sees your face but you you create a cartoon visage of yourself and uh, you can have conversations with random folks from around the world or you can tap into shows that people put on we here at the Rap dad uh, have our own stereo show that we've been doing every monday from you know 715, 15 ish to 8 o'clock uh pacific standard time where we talk a little bit about what went down at the Monday night recording session and just kind of generally banter about about uh, rap music, hip-hop, pop culture, whatever Open Mic Eagle is cooking for that evening, uh, a variety of topics. But you can find us there on Mondays, 7.30 PST. Two of the three of us uh, in our cartoon form will be chopping it up about uh, everything in the world of hip-hop. So Stereo, download it. Rock with us, because we can't stop talking. That's what this is all about. And speaking of talking, I was uh, on assignment last week uh, in the desert. And uh, Dave, you and Nate held it down. Interview with uh, Nappy Nina and Jay Words. Uh, again, for, for I, who has not heard it yet and was, was, not, uh, was not present for the interview, how'd it go?
2: Man, it was great. We're, we're big fans of, um, of both those young ladies and... Um of what of uh, the album double down um nina is you know thoughtful as usual she has this sort of breathy delivery and Jay Ward's beats are dope man i'm not sure exactly what uh, her complete sort of setup is we asked her a little bit about her equipment during that interview but it doesn't seem like she she's fully uh, utilizing samples and loops i think it's more like a beat machine but um, really love the soundscapes and um, I kind of remember uh, Nina sounding like she smoked 10 blunts before she spoke. So, <laughs> but I mean that in the most endearing way. We're, we're big fans of, uh, of what those two are up to. Um, what did you think, Nate?
3: Yeah, uh, really into the record, double mm-hmm. down. Um, we purposefully didn't mention it in our, uh, or didn't really get into it um, in our segment up top about the best records of the year. But in my opinion, it is one of the best records of the year so far. I'm really enjoying listening to it. Mm -hmm. and uh they kind of told me everything that i wanted to know about it and uh j words was a new um person we hadn't talked to before she was great um there's just there's something about that like east coast new york energy and i know she's from new jersey and you know j words if you're listening i know you're from new jersey but we we associate it with kind of like a a a rugged east coast like there's an attitude like i don't know how Mm -hmm. else to put it and like Mm -hmm. she just had that that kind of like fu attitude in a good way in a cool way in a way that i really admire and i thought was awesome but it's just like you just like our whole thing and like nina's whole thing because she's from the west coast is like we're chill
2: Totally. It's yeah, totally. yeah. like kind of aggressive
3: yeah. East Coast energy that I just find super cool and like love to be around in small doses. Right. Right. And so <laughs> that was kind of the, the the story of the interview for me. And so, um, yeah, like uh, J-Word's really talented producer and Nappy Nina, like quietly uh, just building up a really impressive resume as an MC. So we're just totally. always happy to talk to them.
2: So smart. I mean, I just I just love her subject matter and sort of how she delivers these little quick cadences. Um, And j Words, I mean, talking to her kind of reminded me of talking to like Breeze Bruin or something. It's like, man, she makes beats, Mm. but she should rap like her voice and and accent sounds cool and sort of swag just just with how she talks. So um, shout out to them both. Thank you for being on. Uh, We're big fans of the record, man. I'm just looking forward to seeing what you guys do later.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm eager to check this out as well, as I'm uh, known to be a sucker for a great East Coast accent. Um, And yeah, without further ado, here is our interview with Nappy Nina and Jay Words, Dadbot Rap Pod.
2: Dad bod rap pod, bringing you the dopest interviews weekly. A couple weeks ago, we had MC9, who uh, was on here talking about his album Nine Lives, which turned 26 years old. But this week we have Nappy Nina and Jay Words, whose new album Double Down turns 10 days old. And uh, we run the <laughs> gamut here. Uh, we we talked to all the greats. Um, welcome, you guys. Thank you for coming on the program. Thanks for having us. Well, you know, we, oh, thank you so much. (laughs) You know, uh, we just kind of want to kick it off, like just, uh, just, uh, you know, in a chill way. Um, Talk a little bit about the new album. And this goes for both you, because I know Nina does the raps and Jay Words does the production aspect. Can you guys just talk a little bit about both your jobs, like for this record and sort of how that went down? Sure. You want
4: to start, Nina?
5: uh sure well i this project kind of started because um we had been meeting to work together for a long time but uh just hadn't found the time i guess and Jay Words like posted a beat that I loved on Twitter and I just rapped over it and reposted it and she started sending me beats and was like, Yo, let's make a project and she was just if anyone knows our relationship, like she's really my little sister and would just would just bug me <laughs> to the death. So I was like, Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um and she got nothing but heat. So that's kind of how it came apart. Like, I couldn't say no for any longer. Like, the heat was just... I was getting jealous of other people who were rapping our beats, so...
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, it's funny because I met... Well, I always... I followed Nina for a while on Instagram and stuff like that. i seen her work and stuff like that. But what I when I really got into her was when Masai did a song with her. And then later on that same day, after she recorded it, and Nina, she came over to me and she's like, oh... I think you and Nina would be a great, like, you guys should work together. She loves up tempo stuff. She sounds good on that stuff. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, anybody that's willing to get on my beats, like, I'm down to work with. And, you know, and we clicked so well, too, of course, you know. So we became friends, you know. And then we had, you know, I started sending our beats. And then the Twitter thing happened. And we're like, all right, let's let's work on an album, you know.
3: But yeah, It's a a really good album. And I guess... um... I'll, I'll direct this question to Jay Words. Um, the the, song, the album itself is quite brief and the songs are quite brief. And I know that's the wave these days, but as a listener, I kind of found myself, I, I wouldn't have minded a little bit more. Like, did you guys have a philosophy of we're going to keep these tracks short or it's an EP or uh, did you have a way you approached it why, of why there's so much uh, brevity to it or it, was it just these were the statements and when it was over, you ended the recording and that's how it ended up?
4: um with the songs personally for me um like you said like in this day and age people just love short songs and it's always great for them to come back and listen to the songs and I personally don't want to overwhelm them with too much sounds or production Mm -hmm. stuff or like synthesized drum pads you know like I like to keep it short and simple and them to come back and want to like feel that energy again you know so but yeah I don't know it's just we were like oh nine songs uh seems right we didn't expect the songs to be short or anything um yeah (laughs) i don't know i mean for nina to be rapping on a fourth track song of fast beats you know it's like i feel like it would be a little too much too so yeah
3: that makes sense right on go ahead
4: oh you
2: know um i was so we've been we've been bumping the album uh we're fans of it and um, I think the album sounds really modern, and I mean that in, in the best possible way. Um, but you know, we're, we're older dudes here and I don't really uh, talk about our age too much, but um, can you guys let us know, just sort of as younger artists and younger minds, what older artists that you guys connect with
5: That's a little bit tricky because then we get into the, the what do we consider older artists? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like how old are we talking? You know, like are we talking about?
2: Well, um, not like Mozart or anything. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I because I think last time uh, Nina like we chopped it up a little bit. I think about like '90s rappers and stuff on on the last time you're on the program. I guess I guess just sort of. I guess not super old like can we go like before 2000s
4: i mean i listen to all types of music for forever you know i love older types of music like i listen to this one spanish uh singer uh, named la lupe that she's not even alive and she died way before i was even born so you know like that's like super throwback to so, like you know recent artists now that are, are a little bit older than me but they've been in the game for a while you know I, respect them and love them and stuff like that you know so yeah all types of music all all different generations of music i guess this album sounds modern too because we've listened to so much you know music that's been out you know mm-hmm. forever so we wanted to bring something new and fresh to the table right on right on, on.
5: and i think like artists Older artists or one who I refer to often is like Misty Elliott, who mm-hmm. to me I was always making things that sounded really time, you know. So um, and I think that this record, like you can't really put a time double down at least, you know, if we if we were to put it out in five years, I think people would still be like, Oh, cool. Um so yeah. I think <laughs> exactly. Missy, me loving Missy like and that influence on the whole culture, like definitely has something to do with it.
3: So, Nina, I can't remember if we talked about this last time you were on. And pardon me if we did, but I'm I'm fascinated by y- your like kind of like you you seem to rap kind of under your breath. Like it's it's not about like being brash and loud and being a character. It's very personal. And I it, I I again, sorry if I already made this reference, but it sounds like you don't want to wake up your roommate while you're recording the song or <laughs> so. Like it's like it's <laughs> a hushed kind of thing and it I it, for me it lends a kind of intimacy to the recordings and get, can you talk about if that's on purpose or if it's just your style or how, like how you kind of arrived at that like you get what I'm saying right
5: yeah I think I know what you're saying I think people have said something similar like that to me before um think a lot of it is just my demeanor like if you know me like this is just pretty much where I'm at I don't really go above a five a lot you know and I think like being from the bay and like being from Oakland especially and being in New, New York I'm perceived as like extra chill you know like my chill level is like a whole other shit but um I think I just bring that to my raps like I approach it how I would just approach that regular conversation and it is very personal like it's mostly for me you know <laughs> like I I love doing it for other folks but it's mostly for me
4: it's crazy too because I'm I'm super chill too and like uh, I love Nina's voice like that's perfect for me because for my music you know it's like an element where you her voice is like an instrument instead of like uh, the, the central part of the track I feel like you know what I mean like so mm-hmm. Cause when I rap or I sing over my beats, you can, I'm super like low and just in the beat, you know, instead of being like the present part. And I feel like, yeah, you know, I love that. Yeah. Right on,
2: right on. <laughs> you know, um, Some of uh, some of the lyrics, I think, I, I can't think of exact ones, but they kind of deal a little bit with just like mental health and mental energy. Um, You know, all, all the, all the music aside, like how have you guys been during quarantine and during COVID and, What's, how are you guys uh, mentally right now? Like, what's your mental health looking like?
4: Um, my mental health. At first, it was a wreck. I mean, anxiety and depression <laughs> and all that stuff. But now, I feel like, you know, making music and writing out and dropping music that's been keeping me busy and yeah, my mind occupied. So that's been dope. That's dope. Yeah, it definitely has been a little bit of a up
5: and down um, for me. Like. Mm. no no two days are like um i would say and though like it has given us a lot of time as artists to go inside and like work on shit um i think it's also it's been a little bit too much time and like before quarantine there were like certain expectations of myself for like where my career is going and that definitely has been put on hold so just trying not to let that like overtake me and shit and just keep staying creative right on um j words for a
3: moment if we could touch on your project with maasai um called air i was uh Mm -hmm. listening back to that um a little bit earlier today doing my research and Mm -hmm. just wanted to say like really good project um can you you. is that the project you were referring to earlier where nina did the guest verse and it kind of led to this Mm -hmm. um to this (laughs) kicking off can you just talk a little bit about that project maybe for some of our listeners who haven't heard it kind of give them the plug
4: oh yeah definitely um there's a duel with me and Masai. Um, we're gonna keep releasing projects in the future and albums and stuff like that. Um, but me and Masai have been friends since 2017, and we met at a show, and we both clicked like automatically. It was like friendship at first sight, <laughs> like people say love at first sight. <laughs> it was <laughs> friendship <laughs> at first sight. And we always knew we had to work on something together because her style and my style matched so well. She liked the grittiness of my beats and I love the grittiness of her raps and stuff like that. So era was like a long time coming now. Uh, we always, for like two years, we were like, all right, we're gonna start this, we're gonna start this soon. But we were so busy and it didn't align till quarantine, honestly. like Quarantine, we were able to finish a project and we released it last year in September. It's been... good so far you know um we've uh, dropped cassettes that sold out the first batch, and shirts that sold out and now we have some cassettes left on our band (laughs) page. but yeah um you know with nina i like i've been producing for a while but these two projects really like have set the tone for i guess my production career and whatever comes ahead and who I'm going to be working with what type of art- artists I connect with, you know, like these are all my friends at the end of the day too, you know, Nina's my friend, Masai's my friend. So, you know, if you noticed Nina's feature on that album and Masai's feature on the song, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> we just keep it, we keep it in the, <laughs> in the family. <laughs> so.
2: Love that. That's dope. That's dope. Um, Jay Words, I just got a couple questions. Like I, um, I was listening to the production on table set, and also, mm-hmm. um, uh, and w- which, w- which I felt was like kind of dancey, like dance forward. And I checked out some of your other stuff too, which is like very like, um, like house, housey. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you, w- two part question, where do you see your production going? Like, is it gonna be more dance forward or is it gonna be more like trappy rap stuff? Um, that's one. And then two, you know, um, let the people know what kind of equipment you use to make your beats. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm. um that's a good question the first question i always think about where my production's is going um, <laughs> first at first like two years ago it was super electronic you know like drum and bass heavy you know mm-hmm. now it's becoming more hip-hop dance house lo-fi house um but it, it, it's always changing um i don't expect anything i guess from my production um i just go in and have fun whatever i make i make and then i send it to my friends if they want to get on it they get on it they don't then i'll drop uh, a beat tape or a dance tape you know on my Bandcamp. you know so that's where i'm at right now um with my music Uh, um so i don't i mean i love making all all genres honestly i don't ever put myself in a box like i'm gonna just be this trap hip-hop artist that involves dance like Sometimes I make drum and bass, sometimes I make jazzy stuff, sometimes I make like super boom bat beats mm-hmm. that you would even think I made it, you know, so um, yeah. I'm just going to keep doing it all for now <laughs> until Sorry. I feel like, so you know, I'm older and then I'm in the band playing piano or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and uh, the, the equipment I use, um, so I've been using like Teenage Engineer equipment is uh 2016 i got the op1 i paid full price for it it was the most <laughs> expensive piece of gear i ever brought <laughs> and um later on 2017 i brought a pack operator and i took a picture with it on my instagram and then it turns out that I, like somebody followed me that followed that worked for teenage engineer and i did a workshop for them um uh, ever since then i'm now an ambassador for their company and you know i do workshop for them Uh um, cool. You know, I have, I'm con- I'm connected to all of them in the company. They send me free stuff now, you know, so it's been super cool connection. And I've been getting into modulator stuff and I use Korg minilog and the, the Didi from Electron. And my Ableton 11, I just got Ableton 11 for free.
2: that was a flex Uh,
4: (laughs) so yeah like my i guess my production stuff too like i I, i've been i've always been cool with like different companies you know that's been my focus too you know just in case my production career didn't take off i could work for one of these companies and still be involved (laughs) in music that's smart
3: that's Uh, good Nina, when you first sent over the record, which I appreciated, I texted you back right away and I was like, oh, you're rapping fast. And like (laughs) fast equals good, right? Like we've all seen terrible YouTube rapping that's just fast for no reason. But I I have to Mm -hmm. say, um, I was really impressed by uh, some of the flows that you hit on this. And I was wondering if you were just responding to the BPMs and the kind of pockets of the beats, or was it something that you you wanted to bring to the table, like a, a skill to show?
5: um i think it's a little bit of both i think initially it was the response to the beats uh i just didn't know how to write them anyway but that but fast like i was texting asked Jay J- was like i was texting her like 2 a.m sometime. like god damn so like what is wrong with you i don't know how to rap. this it. like and um, i'm
4: sorry I think,
5: I think once i figured it out then it became a little bit of flex and be like, oh, yeah, I can do this, too. Like, let me do this well, you know. Um, I you always I say this.
0: Girl?
5: Yeah, it was definitely a challenge. And I say this in all interviews. Like, I love that part of rap. Like, I'm not, I never shy away from the competition. Like, I rap better than you rap part of rap. Like, mm-hmm. I still like that part. Like, mm-hmm. I still love the community building and all that. But I still love to say that I can rap better than you, you know.
4: Yeah, that's a flag. Hell
5: oh, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> 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 so, okay, we need to move into that. Um you being able to try something different.
2: That's dope. That's dope. Um this question is for uh words I mean, with Anina, we know that um you're in Brooklyn by way of Oakland, which is sort of our neck of the woods, like we're on the west coast too. Um but um words um can you tell us sort of like where you're where you're from, just for the people
4: who don't know? <laughs> um i'm from union city new jersey okay Uh, i grew up grew up there i'm still here um it's right next it's you know hoboken Jersey. city you know so it's very close to new york city like a 15-minute bus drive and 30 minutes away from like brooklyn or in car you know so Mm. i'm always in new york but yeah i grew up in jersey i'm dominican yes that's that's me
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right dope and you know just
4: oh no go ahead uh, I started playing shows in New York in 2017. That's how like I started becoming cool people. And like I was already listening to all the music already. You know, I, I just went out there and, you know, introduced myself to certain people and, you know, became cool people. And that's how I really started getting my foot in the door in New York. After.
2: Yeah. Was there like a moment when you were like, yo, I want to become a producer. Like I want to get gear and start putting stuff out. Was there an aha, aha, aha yeah. moment?
4: Yeah, there was. Um, I was in a band actually before I became a producer, and I was playing piano and rapping in the band. And oh, wow. I, I stopped rapping and just became a, a piano player in the band. And then the band broke up, and then I was very depressed about it. You know, I was very sad. I was like, how am I going to make music? I just play piano, I can't do nothing else. Then I saw artists like VHBL uh, produce with an SP. And I was like, oh my God. If <laughs> she could do it, <laughs> I could do it too. So I was very inspired by that, you know, like I got myself an SP and I had like this Juno rolling piano and I would just play melodies and make terrible drum grooves. And um, that was like 2015. And then I started getting like better equipment. And like I started getting to synths. I was like, oh my God, it's like a whole new world. And like started getting to sequencers, drum machines. And like it was just like it was over from there. And then like I had started another band. Uh, that I felt like uh, tied down to a little bit and then I I got asked to do this show and then I had to choose either the band or myself uh, to do like a solo set and like really present myself as J-Wars finally uh, or choose the band and if I don't choose the band like hurt the people's feeling in the band because it was pretty a pretty big opportunity you know. Mm-hmm. I ended up cho- choosing myself which was I guess selfish at the time but at the end of the day, I'm not even cool with those people now, so, you know, I guess. (laughs) I did it it for myself, you know.
2: (laughs) Good call. You made the right call. Yeah,
4: made a good call. I mean, I I got to choose myself before I chose anyone else, and people could say that's selfish, but at the end of the day, you have to look out for yourself, you know, so I just looked out for myself, and I'm glad that I did, you know, because I ended up getting further, and I love producing, I love making beats, it's like My go-to thing, even though you know I release music now, but it's like my way to like relax and get my mind off of things. I just make music, you know. So,
3: yeah, uh, Nina, there's been a term and I I don't know exactly what it is, which is why I'm asking you that I've been seeing associated with you and your releases lately, and that's Lucid House. Uh, can you talk to us about that? Is it a label? Is it, is it just like a repository for your stuff? And when am I going to get my 30-bag record? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> just tell people about Lucid House and what, what you're building with that, please.
5: Uh, yeah, so Lucid House is a label. It's uh, owned and run by my family and folks, me and my brother, um, and two other, no, three other people now. Um, who are all homies, and we were just looking for a place um, to be able to, like, support ourselves in every single facet, like, everybody does everything on that team, you know, so, and, like, everything, like, we do, I I do all the video editing, like, everybody does everything, so, um, I think we were just initially looking for another way to things out without having to sit through like label meetings with them like offering us no bread and yada 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 we all know the story of the underground hip-hop um, but <laughs> it's just like yeah lucid house is our baby and we're just finally getting it off the ground for real for real with a new site and um we did drop pre-orders for 30 bag vinyl which are held up a little bit but you would get an update about that <laughs>
0: yeah
3: all good. Yeah, that's awesome. I love to see people um, kind of consolidate and like do everything themselves. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna put in the endless hours of being an artist anyway, like, why not just kind of take the reins and control it yourself? We've uh, the most of the more modern artists that we've talked to recently have kind of come to that conclusion after some of the. Uh, things you were describing of if not like being burned by labels of just like there, there's just not that much that the label can do for you that you can't do for yourself. So you might as well just like control the product and like, you know, if you're, I don't know, uh, this is a little bit of an aside, but, um, Don Will tweeted today he's like I spent years as an administrative assistant wishing I could be an artist and now that I'm a full-time artist I realize that most of it is admin work <laughs> and I'm just going to be thinking about that for weeks like that's that's pretty true in my <laughs> in my recollection yeah and shout out to Don Will
5: Tiny Morgan love them so much mm-hmm. yeah
3: well,
5: but it's so true so just, yeah. well you
2: know um I, as this sort of comes to a close and you know you guys are here because we love Double Down um Can you just kind of let your fans know what the process of putting that together was like?
4: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
5: Um, It was just sending and picking a lot of beats. And (laughs) um, we, you know, it all happened during COVID mostly. So we didn't really, we only got in the room together like twice, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Even though we don't far from each other it was still like not not too convenient so yeah I think we only got in twice to once to try and record table set but then I ended up re-recording it anyway and then Mm -hmm. um I can't remember the other track so mostly it was just like me in my room rapping and j-words in her room making beats separately
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, and she picked out the vibe. there was there was this one day that I went over there and me we wanted to get side on the track, so we invited her over too. But we ended up just hanging out and talking all night. And I had to go home. <laughs> and we were like, we remember that we did this song with me, her, uh, Kia, and Nina. Um, and we we're like, Oh my god, let's use this, is, this is song. That's the extra track on the album. So we are like, Yeah, that was pre-COVID day that we did that song to and we were all in the room and it was a vibe, you know. But hopefully, you know, then we work again together. We'll be in the studio, <laughs> you yeah. know. Beautiful to be able the
5: same It
4: was a fun experience, though, you know. Me and Nina, like, we hit each other up all the time. We stay updated. We talk, you know. So, yeah. FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs>
3: a really good record we're really enjoying it we uh we thank you both for spending a little bit of time with us and just kind of giving us a behind the scenes so we encourage everyone to go check out double down as well as uh j words and nappy nina's other works from their careers and uh yeah just both of you thank you very much
4: thank you so much for having us yeah. nice meeting yeah. you yeah. too you too you too nice meeting oh good to see you again nina
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... All All right, right. have a good night. Thank you guys.
4: Bye guys.
1: Dad Bod Rap Pod, that was our conversation with J Words and Nappy Nina. want to thank them for coming on. Uh, please go out and preferably buy, but at least stream their new record, uh, Double Down, uh, which is which is really dope. And one of the many dope releases that have come out in the first quarter, we talked about some at the top of the program. Right about now, we are going to go to the... Dad Rat Pod, Twitter timeline for some more uh, responses to our question of the week, which was what are the best worst uh, releases of 2021 Q1? Um, we'll start with Jack, at Jack Patulo, um, Gabe Nandez's Ox EP and Sankofa's The Most Delicious Gold have been in permanent rotation since they were released, since they were released, and Haram is quickly joining them. Um, any I'm, are you guys familiar with Sankofa? No. I am. I am not. I am not. So we, Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to dig into that. This is why we ask the listeners uh, with their ears to the streets. Uh, our next tweet is from at hello. I'm Bobby, aka Stove Bob Cooks. <laughs> um best so far <laughs> yeah, yeah bonus points on the name by the way
2: <laughs> well done
1: uh best so far rome streets and dj mugs death and the magician and Armin hammer and alchemist haram uh crime apples ydfwc um which i'm am i familiar with that record
3: it just Maybe? came out it, just, yeah. I, it was actually uh, when dave was telling us up top to listen to the uh dump yard record i was like oh i'll go i'll i'll download the crime apple record as well because i haven't heard that
1: oh okay so this is this is new new okay which yep. i i, need I think to it check came out. out last friday last friday oh is a tough friday to come out last friday <laughs> uh conway and big ghost if it bleeds it can't be killed or in the mix too did you guys listen to that the conway big ghost i did
2: i did i did um i love yeah. some of it but i i think we're you know we're sort of referring back to our previous episode about Griselda fatigue, you know what I mean? A little yeah, bit, okay. I, okay, I listened to it, but I, I mean, frankly, I can't tell the differences between the other six EPs he put out. But that is to say there's a certain level of um, a certain standard there, right? So it's still good, okay. good beats, you know, he's great, but you know, it, there wasn't a song that I re- rewinded a bunch of times.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. It's, I'm a, I'm a, I wanna listen to Kanye, Conway by himself. <laughs> for a full project guy like but i remember no. like not loving lulu when it came out I, there was another ep right after that maybe also with big ghost that right. i can't remember right now they, i'm kind of I mean, in the same thing with dave where i'm like they're kind of running together and it's like yeah it's so good when the, the three of them play off each other and like yeah i know that's like one project that was like that but i really liked that project so I don't know. I don't want to put too much on it or too much expectations. And I do think he's a very, very good rapper, but I, I, I'm, I might be over it.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still, uh, I still bump, uh, from a God to a King, um, or from a King to a God, uh, a lot, but I, I hear you. I hear you on, on the Griselda fatigue. Uh, let's next tweet is from, uh, the homie gang at purposeide on Twitter, uh, Haram is there. Amani, a constant condensation. Masai, with the shifts. Nakama, I can't read this. ho homonyms Burden Nine, Nappy Nina J Words, Young Morpheus, States of Precarity. Um, those are some faves off top. Shout out to Gang for always consistently knowing 12 different artists that I had (laughs) never never heard of but definitely want to check out
3: designing their covers and putting out their tapes and throwing shows, (laughs) and um, I have to give uh, gang props for introducing me to the work of j words when he put me onto the air project with uh, j words and messiah last year he sent that Mm. he was like "I I think you would like this I know we don't always like all the same music but i think you would like this and he was right so um shout out to the homie gang it's like really nice to see all the stuff that you're doing and i yeah. always appreciate our back and forths online and hopefully when i get to new york someday we can uh can have a cup of coffee or a green smoothie or something um but yeah Absolutely. man you're just like a, a cool person that we have met through the podcast who i appreciate and yeah it's like reading those tweets it's like i have so much work to do like I need yeah, I have to listen yeah. to so much more music than I already do, and I don't know how that's possible, but we'll, we're well make Con- it happen.
2: Conway has six new EPs coming.
3: <laughs> <laughs> While we
1: recorded this episode, he dropped six new EPs. So as soon as we hang up here, we, we've we definitely got work to do. Um, gonna go to uh, my my soon-to-be adopted son, For Paddington uh, One on uh, on Twitter. Uh, My favorites are Ratfurs, Bob's Son, Nappy Nita, J. Words, Double Down, Arm & Hammer, Haram, uh, Mad Lib Sound, Ancestors, The Lasso, 2121, which I I have not peeped yet, um, and Pink Naval, and one Pink Pound Pink Pound, (laughs) Pound Pink Pound. Super excited about Cadence Weapon, Sarah Getty, Jenny Lewis, and Georgia Ann Muldrow. So if, if there is another 14-year-old whose music taste is that good, show me. <laughs> show me this child. I'm starting a school for the gifted underground rap kids. Um, shout out to
3: Paddington for... Professor Dem and the Dem men. <laughs>
0: um,
3: what's it called? Uh, I have to say the Serengeti and Jenny Lewis single was like crazy and weird Whoa. and kind of awesome. And uh, the fact that they're friends... So I don't know weird. it just like makes me super happy like I've loved Jenny Lewis since I was a little kid watching uh, Troop Beverly Hills with my sister and the fact that she became like a, you know a really good indie artist like my wife really likes Rilo Kylie like I like that record she did with those two twins where it's kind of like her country record like Jenny Lewis has had this fascinating career and the fact that at this point in her life when she can kind of do whatever she wants she makes weird Hybrid records with Serengeti is fucking awesome. <laughs> She's so okay. cool. I gotta peep. I yeah. gotta I gotta peep. It's um, a really weird song. Like when you when you listen to it, you're gonna text me and be like, This is the thing you said? And I'm like, Yes, <laughs> this is the thing I said.
1: Oh man. Uh okay, looking looking forward to checking out a bunch of uh the new releases that we're not currently up on. Want to thank everybody who chimed in on our question of the week as always you can hit us up at dad bod rap pod with any takes ideas conspiracy theories all that uh hit us up just just be nice i find that uh for the most part our timeline is pretty nice and then sometimes you'll get the the occasional asshole that's like um i don't know it's like we're i don't know you bro like you, can't, yeah, yeah. If don't punctuate your take with an insult or something like that. Be be nice. Be respectful. Be the type that Dave doesn't want to slap with his uh, no finger gloves. <laughs> my, um,
3: my least favorite genre of tweet is like we tweet an opinion and someone replies with the opposite opinion. <laughs> I'm like, what? What is the point of this? Like, this is not a conversation. It's like, no. Imagine if you went around on Twitter all day, like contradicting tweets i mean yeah. i feel like that's
1: some people's
2: full-time some ass people job right yeah <laughs> i think that's what Talib Kwali did for like four years <laughs> right <laughs> no he didn't <laughs> i think that's what he did after black star that's, that's all i remember
0: <laughs>
1: oh my god uh, yeah. true words never been spoken it's the it's the classic. Uh, I like peanut butter. Peanut butter's trash. Like <laughs> right, right. there's no way you could right. go with it. Right. Can yeah, we like water? There's, yeah.
3: <laughs> Only when frozen, like <laughs> yeah, right. on ice. Right. Oh, yeah. Gosh.
1: Yeah. No, we we're we're thankful that for the most part of our timeline is still fairly uh, respectful and uh, we do get good information from that. So uh, stay tuned. I typically will post a question of the week on Saturday or Sunday um, and if you chime in, you know, you just might get shouted out on the program. For you visual learners, Dad Bod Rap Pod is on Instagram at Dad Bod Rap Pod. Uh, We are also showing up on a new app called Stereo. Uh, listeners of the program might be familiar uh, with our Monday night stereo sessions that we're doing. Nate, can you run down a little bit? What is Stereo? And why should folks tune in on Monday nights at 7.30?
3: Yeah, like in in the, I think like the mid to late 60s, they stopped mixing records in mono and they (laughs) began to mix them in stereo so that the different parts of the sound would come out. Oh, oh, okay, my bad, my bad. Okay, stereo is an app. It is a conversation app. You can download the app right now on your phone. You can make an avatar of yourself. You can either make it super handsome like mine, or super realistic <laughs> like Dave's. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and you can um, you can join in, join people's rooms. You can go there to learn. You can go there to laugh. When I signed into Stereo the other day to do our Stereo session, which was actually a lot of fun, um, the comedian Jeff Ross and some yes. other comedians. Oh were doing shit! Like oh, a like a all the time. insult room or like a roast room oh, nice. kind of thing and like they nice. were making fun of things they were uh, th- th- I was on there for like 10 seconds while I was figuring out how to join the room Dave and I were going into and he made some kind of joke about how some older actress won a SAG award and then did a play on the <laughs> SAG and I was like uh, okay I gotta get out of here okay. uh, <laughs> but anyway um, there are a bunch of different people holding a bunch of different conversations you guys have heard my little theory here where the rise mm. in podcasting and like apps like stereo means that just more people are interviewing each other than ever yes. before and therefore yep. more people are learning more about each other and in a way if mm. it all goes according to plan we should end up with a better society because we'll understand each other a little better so that's what's damn. damn
1: damn uh I think they need to cut us an extra check for Nate uh, <laughs> doing their corporate responsibility uh, statement right there. Um, yeah. So two you'll find two of, of the three of us on stereo Mondays uh, at seven thirty ish P- PST. Uh, we're, you know, we'll be chopping it up about a lot of the same stuff. We chop it up on uh, on this program. Um, as you know, dad bod rap pod is a part of the stony island audio mothership and there's kind of a big deal program uh, that stony island just launched this this past week um what had happened was season two where the big homie open mic eagle is talking to lp have you guys had a chance to to hear it yet dave
2: Yes, of course. I think we were all just waiting in line. Um, I thought it was fucking phenomenal. Um, I only listened to it once, but um, you know, when it comes to like such creative people as, as LP, you want to, you want to know how they got that way. And Mike is just so good at like casually asking questions that sort of get beneath the surface. And um, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but LP breaks down a lot of the history, a lot of company flow stuff. Um, talks about the wonderful support of his mom which i thought was very yeah so yeah. Um, i don't want to i don't want to spoil too much everybody check it out if you'd like the first season of what had happened was um this is uh, this is its sequel
1: absolutely nate what was what was your take on the on the first episode one
3: i have to say i'm just so glad it's back like i love yeah, this same. show like the right. first season same. of it like when when the fact that dave was talking about a podcast which is just dude's talking and you're like i only listened to it once it's (laughs) because the prince paul ones were so re-listenable right yeah i I considered myself to be pretty knowledgeable about prince paul's career and Mm -hmm. you know we've talked to him multiple times like i'm a huge fan of his like It's just, I, and I learned a bunch of new stuff. And so I'm really looking forward to like kind of taking that journey with LP, who's an artist from a slightly different era. I was slightly older when his stuff was happening. So like Mm -hmm. I was there, like I have, I have the first company flow record juvenile technique within arm's reach right now yes. um and like we've i've been listening to him basically his entire recorded life and so mm-hmm. i'm really i want to hear about stepfather factory like yes. i want to hear about yes. little johnny from the hospital i want to hear about right. um that world is going to hell mega mix three yes. Well, yes you know like which i know dave is into and like i want to hear about his rapping technique and his production technique he, that, we're trying not to spoil stuff but i will just say if you w- ever wanted to know why it's called Fun Crusher Plus oh my god you yes. are in for a treat my friends so yes. oh, yes. so awesome i love it so much and like yeah i'll probably listen to it multiple times right. and like i just just following it and i have to say like we our show, my voice is on the episode. Like, I know, That's I crazy. know, it's so crazy. crazy.
2: I love it so, so crazy. crazy. Yeah, shout out, like- shout out to Mike for the constant support and guidance and just spearheading everything, man. Yeah, um, totally. that was a very pleasant surprise because we were already excited just to hear the episode totally
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, it's, it's like the, the, whether i were involved or not i would if i did if i had never started a podcast i would be texting dave on wednesday morning like i, <laughs> I want to talk like, to oh about God. this right well, let's, yeah. let's go so anyway love the show super happy to be on the network it is the flagship program for the stony island audio experience and uh, well deserved I, I i've told this to mike i say it on twitter i'm saying it to you guys best hip-hop podcast in the world and I know there are some very good ones and we have some peers who make some excellent programs but nothing has really moved me the way that what had happened was oh man there's just something about the the peer to peer artist to artist funny but informative balance that Mike has found with his interviewing technique and picking these interesting people that I just think is phenomenal
1: you you know you know what it is it's it's Mike has that 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 James Lipton feel he has that kind of like, I'm a master practitioner of this as well. And like, let me, let me yeah. ask you questions that uh, I am uniquely qualified to ask you. Um,
3: right, right. So it's,
1: it's, there's a camaraderie there that you can, you can definitely, between two high level MCs. That and
3: you he kind of speaks under his breath and he like draws you in mm-hmm. with a kind of like mm-hmm. melodic delivery. And I can think about nothing else as I'm screaming into my laptop right now (laughs) like we 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 have kind of an opposite interviewing technique
0: oh you're from Cleveland
1: Uh (laughs) have you heard of bone
0: thugs (laughs) yeah
1: that's uh that's our technique so we're we're learning (laughs) learning from the master uh, open mic, Eagle. Everybody, check out uh, what had happened. Was um, new new episodes on Wednesdays, I believe.
3: Wednesdays and Can't Knock the Shuffle is coming. Yeah, down. yeah. Uh, yeah. the homie Shut Sean Kantrowitz has his show. He's got great guests. Um, Master Ace, um, Estero, Estero. I saw that. I'm I was like, excited oh. to hear about, oh. about that and like um, a, a bunch Two of other, other people. people. Yeah, yeah. Um, Slim
2: Kid, St. Francis,
3: yes.
1: Exactly. Uh, Fat Tony. I think there's a, oh,
3: a
2: Fat
1: right. Tony yeah, episode yeah, Fat as, Tony well. as well.
3: Yeah. 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 So that's, so, that's going to um, be amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Sean is like one of my texting buddies now. So I've gotten to kind of get like some of the, as as it was continuing, as it was being recorded blow by blow. And I'm super excited about it. That, that show is great too. Like, I mean, we're yeah. lucky to be label yeah. mates with these folks. And just if I can just give my little pitch, and this kind of re- reverts back to what I was saying about the stereo thing. Like, If you want to know about rap music, they're, Mm. they're telling you everything. Your favorite artists are going on these podcasts and just telling you exactly how they made it, why, what it meant, when it came out, what label, like all the nerd shit we had to, like, I used to like raid my college library and actually the UC library interloan system to get these books <laughs> to like learn all this stuff back in the day and now you could just like pop it on your phone and yep. like listen and you there's just so much history and we don't tend to think of what we're doing as history maybe Dave a little bit more so than Damona myself but like they're literally telling you the facts of what happened you don't have to speculate anymore right. yep. once right. they, yep. once, like a a merce has been on i can't knock the shuffle or our show right they're telling you exactly what happened it's not really debatable anymore like it's just and i don't mean to take this thread to like quash debate because we all love to argue but like i'm just saying we're lucky we're lucky to oh be absolutely part of it. we're lucky to be absolutely. around it we're lucky to have a lane to have our platform to say it and sean's show is great for that because he picks these weird songs that you might not know and then all right. these interesting stories come out about it so anyway really excited about that as you guys can tell
1: absolutely it's all part of the stony island audio experience along with uh super duty tough work podcast and fatherhoods uh so and a show you know, coming up from dice, uh, raw, dice dude. raw i think that yeah. is
3: so rad that that's there's so going to be a good. show on our network hosted by dice raw like, yeah I'm that's so excited ridiculous. about that
1: oh man see with we, we keep getting stronger folks uh, stay tapped in. Tell a friend. Uh, to Nate's point, it's it's the golden age of hip hop talk right now. We've we've never we've never had this much uh, conversation about the culture as we do now. We're happy to be a part of it. We're happy to uh, keep bringing you new podcasts every Thursday. You can count on us. We are the Dad Bod rep Pod.